it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When you become born again, it doesn't matter your limitations. There is something you have to apply yourself to. If you don't have the word of God inside, you cannot do. Human beings are naturally programmed to destroy themselves from the day of the fall. The only way you can stop this programming is to fill yourself with the word of God. Be loaded with the word of God. You are about to listen to God's word for you from the man of God, Pastor Benjaminician of the Dwellers Gold Worldwide. Dwellers Gold is a word-based, spirit-filled ministry set to mentor generations for Christ in excellence. We teach you to know your stand in the presence of God, to live a practical Christian life with manifestation, giving glory to God. Get ready to receive this wisdom from God's word to build your life the God way. Hallelujah.
so much for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't the house of God wonderful? David said that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Let us go to the house of the Lord. Let us go to the house of the Lord. You see, whenever you come to the house of the Lord, just just open up and just flow just follow the follow the waves follow the current after years after years of prayer after years after years of fasting after years after years of waiting you can see now that i am the priest after years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of fasting, after years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am the priest. After years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of waiting, after years, after years of fasting, you can see now that I am a priest. After years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of fasting. See that. 
share with you what I've titled priesthood. Tell somebody priesthood. Oh, come on. Tell somebody priesthood. 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 Who is a priest? We are about to delve into the word of God in some few minutes. We are about to delve into the word of God in some few minutes. Amen. You know, one great idea of God or one of the very thoughts of God for humanity is to make us his vessel. The Bible says that the glory is in the earthen vessel. How many of us know of that scripture? Yeah. You see, I'm, 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 I'm trying to see how I can begin it so that everybody can understand what I'm about to talk. Because in this month of prayer, I want you to understand why you pray or why it is important to pray. And I, I, I want you to understand that prayer is a relationship. As I've said this several times, prayer is a relationship. Prayer is a fellowship. The idea of prayer the idea of prayer was not just to ask something from God because because it is the responsibility of a father to provide for the home it is the responsibility of the father to make sure that there is food and the kids are well fed it is not the responsibility of the children to ask for food I get what I'm talking about. Originally, I'm talking about the basis and our, our ascent. Originally, it is not, it wasn't our responsibility to ask God. Because even we, before we could ask God for money, He provided gold in the garden. Before we could ask God for food, He provided trees that could supply not even just the banku and the rice that you eat today and by afternoon or evening you'll be hungry. He provided the tree of life where if you eat off, you will never taste of hunger. Before we could even think of when we came to ourselves as human beings, before we could think of that as a man you need food in one way or, or the other to go through life. Before we could think that we need food to eat, there were already trees to provide food. To provide food. I get what I'm talking about. So it, it becomes it becomes a very great uh, limitation when everything about your relationship with God is what you can ask from Him. Because before you even thought of I, will, I need something or I can ask something from God. He already made them available. Right from the garden. I get what I'm talking about. So I want us to come and understand the original intent of God concerning prayer. As a matter of fact, we didn't think of prayer. It was God that first prayed for us. The Bible says in the cool of the day, he came to the garden to have fellowship with men. Before Adam woke up, and looked around. Where am I? Who am I? God was standing right beside him. To fellowship with him. To commune with him. 
because he was a piece of God. Remember, God breathed in him the breath of life. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yes. Listen to me very well. So, so you realize that if your prayer life is all about what you can collect from God, there is something about your life that you don't get to relate with God well. Because the moment you get, you run. You become a hit and run Christian. You hit it from God. He's giving it to you. Then the next time you hear, God will hear from you is another time you need another hit. So a lot of Christians, our relationship with God has become a hit and run relationship. When it is tough, then we start running towards God. But when it is ease and everything is at comfort, we hardly, we hardly even interact with God. But you see, the reason why God has called you to fellowship with Him is not just that He can give you something. Primarily, first, is so that He can accomplish something through you. There is, God has a plan. And God doesn't run by your plan, He runs by His plan. So when your prayer life is always what you can ask from God, what you are doing is that you are, you are forcing God to run according to your plan. Because what you are asking for is what you think you need. And because of that, you think that God should do it for you. So what you are doing is that you are encouraging God. You are advising God. You are forcing God to go according to your plan. But before you had a plan, God already had a plan. He said, I knew you before you were formed in your mother's home. He said, the thoughts I have for you, they are not of evil but of good. To bring you to an expected end. Before you were born, God had thoughts. God had plans. So if you don't take care, you will use prayer to destroy yourself. Because your whole understanding about prayer is that when I pray, God will do it. When I call on God, he will answer. But the question is, what are you calling on him for? Are you calling on him for your plan? Or you are calling on him for his plan? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I get what I'm talking about. So, so originally, prayer is a relationship. If you don't have a relationship with God, trust me. Trust me. There is something about your prayer life that God is not interested. If God will ever do anything for you, He's just giving you a drop. He just wants to be merciful and gracious. But what makes your prayer life, what makes God interested in your prayer life is the presence of the relationship. Is the existence of the fellowship. Do you have something to you with God? And does God have something to you with, with you? That is what makes your prayer ascend. That is what makes your prayer of value. It is not just about, oh, I think I need something. I think I need to pray. They say when you talk to God, He will answer. So let me start talking to God. I, I, I get what, what I'm talking about. So ask yourself, do I have something doing with God? What is it I have doing with God? Is, does God have something doing with me? What is it that God has to do with me? Okay, then. That is, it's upon these platforms, upon these issues, you pray. So you know that if you are asking for a car from God, 
it is on the basis of your relationship with God. Not because God is a giver, so you are going to also collect a car. Like you hear that, Charlie, there's a certain very generous man somewhere. He has been giving gift to people. So you also run there and say, hey, I've come home. And you come and collect and you go. No. But it's because you have something to do with him. You dwell there. You see, those who go and collect, they go and they don't come back. But those who have something to do with the man, they stay. Tell somebody, let, don't let your prayer life become hit and run. Tell the person, don't, don't run a hit and run prayer life. And don't live a hit and run prayer life. Say, stay, stay, stay in the fellowship. Stay, stay, stay in the fellowship. Hallelujah. So, so if the idea of God for prayer is not hit and run, listen to me very well. I, see, what I'm talking about here, it, it is important because now we have a lot of Christians who don't care about the church. They don't care about God. All they care about is what they are doing. I have a business and I think that something is not wrong. Then they run to probably a Dufa. Then they run to a Chia Mountains. Then they run to a prayer camp somewhere. Maybe a Jai. Or they run to any prayer camp. They go and spend two days. Yebo, Yebo, Yebo. Then it's like the Yebo resort camps. Then the moment it comes, they are missing in action. The next time you find them again, a business, something is happening. Then as long as the prayer camp is there, they are going there. So many people don't have a relationship with God, but yet they need everything from God. I see because God is generous, God is kind, He always gives. He's a giving God. The Bible says that He gives liberally, both to the righteous and to the unrighteous. Because His idea is that at least through that, that person can consider me and say that oh, God has blessed me. Can I serve Him well? I guess what I'm talking about. So, so I, I just want to bring you to the true place of prayer. Because prayer is the life. Just as you have, you have your social life, you have your academic life, you have your family life, prayer is also a kind of life you can live in. We live in prayer. We don't hit and run out of prayer. We live in prayer. That's why the last time I was saying that it is not just, it is not before even we come to speaking in tongues, but it's not about all those things. Because if you don't understand that prayer is a life, your tongue speaking will just be, will just be largely noise. Your tongue speaking will just be, oh, because I know how to speak it, let me speak. Your tongue speaking or all your acrobatics in prayer will just be like, it, it will just be a display but not something of reality. I'm talking about something of reality here. I'm talking about a, I'm talking about a prayer life that has results. I'm talking about a prayer life that casts out demons. I'm talking about a prayer life that puts the devil where he belongs. I'm talking about a prayer life that commands power in the other side of life. I'm not talking about a prayer life but we are praying the devil is still sitting around just finding himself. When you are done making a noise, let me know. I'll come inside. After years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of fasting, after years, 
After years of waiting, you can see now that I am the priest. I'm talking about a kind of prayer life that counts on the other side of life. And you see, now this is what I'm saying. That if indeed prayer in the idea of God is relationship, then the question is, if God is the one who receives the prayer, then who is the one that offers the prayer? I guess I'm talking about in the in the in the school system, if the one who teaches is the teacher, the one who listens is the what? Okay. In the hospital, if the one who gives the injection is the doctor, the one who receives is the what? Okay. In football, if the one who has the whistle is the referee, the one who those who are kicking the ball, they are the what? Okay. <laughs> Where, where again can we go? <laughs> no. In the house, if the man is the husband, the woman is the what? Okay. <laughs> okay, so you continue. <laughs> continue the proverb. So if God is the one that receives the prayer, then the one who prays is the what? That's what I'm going to talk to you about. Because you must recognize your position as the one praying, then you know why you are praying. Because if the player on the field doesn't recognize that he's a player, he may go and catch the ball that has foul. You, 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 you pull my, my, my colleague down, foul. But there's a referee in with the whistle who has the right to determine whether it's a foul or not, whether your player has been pulled down or not. As long as the referee hasn't blown the whistle, play goes on. I was in the hospital, you get up and go for the injection yourself and just do it. You say, I've been sitting here waiting. What are you doing, doctor? Don't you know that my headache? You know, sometimes you can be in the hospital. It's like, you now you are there, you feel like you are more sick, but the doctor thinks you are not sick. It's like, you on the bed, you are shaking, you are calling for something, but the doctor looks at you and says, Master, wait. That's why the nurse says, wait. You wish you can just go there, collect the injection, do it yourself and walk out. So you must know who you are as the one praying and what is the responsibility because every identity has a responsibility if God is the receiver and the answer or the one who answers the prayer and the one that prays then who is the one that is praying the one that is praying is the priest and that has been the idea of God ever God sees you as a priest and until you have become a priest your prayer has no place in heaven i'm going to show you why until you have become a priest your prayer has no place in heaven and i'm going to show you why 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 i'm saying that you see in the old testament when god brought the israelites out of egypt and he was they were on their journey God brought certain structures and instructions to Moses, knowing very well that these Israelites or these are my children and they will want to talk to me. Some of them will have issues. Some of them will have problems. Some of them will have certain things they would like to discuss with me. But how would they do it? 
So God brought a structure to Israel and said that I want to set up a system that through that system the request, the desires, the prayers of the people can have a place in my presence for response. Because it's not just everybody who is just going to stand there and start talking and I'm going to just descend. Imagine, imagine when they were on their journey. Please, are you following what I'm talking about? Please give me a, a listening ear. Imagine when they were, when they were like as the Israelites were journeying on. Everybody would just come. I have a problem. Then they were sent to the mountain. Cable, cable like 10 days and will come back. This one has a problem. And there was no structure. What would have been of Moses? Because it was Moses who was always going before God to, to, to bring God to the people, to bring response, to bring order, to bring answers, to bring the direction to the people. So God, in his idea, said that, okay, I want to put up a structure that through that structure, the people will be sure that I have received their prayer and their answers have arrived. And the structure the Lord put in place is the structure of the priesthood. But you see, the, the idea of God wasn't just to make it or restrict it to a small group of people. The idea of God was to make everybody into that structure. But before he can do that for everybody, he has to start from because remember I told that God is a seed God anything God wants to start he started small he started with one person but the idea of God is not one person but for everybody I get what I'm talking about yes so priesthood is God's idea for every single man to become a priest a priest a priest and now who is a priest before even we read the scripture, let me simply say, at least for those who probably may not be getting what I'm talking about, so that you don't, you don't miss me. A priest is someone who prays. We are talking about prayer. And I'm going to discuss an aspect of prayer called a priest. So let me, even before I go and it looks like I'm going deeper, a priest is somebody who prays. See, a priest is somebody who prays. A priest is somebody who prays. Okay, now let's go. Exodus chapter 28. Let's start with 28. Okay. And take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his son. And take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his son with him from among the children of Israel. So you see, God is about to set up a structure. A certain prayer camp in the midst of Israel. But before, but in doing so, he wants to, he wants to separate some people for that structure are you following me now he says that i want you to separate israel i mean aaron from among israel because i want to do something i want to set a prayer camp in the midst of my children so that they can pray so that they can they can engage prayer and know that by the way they are engaging the prayer god is hearing and god is going to answer so he separates aaron and says that Bring Aaron from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the priest office. So God is setting up a prayer structure among the children of Israel. But in doing that, he pulls out one person and he's calling that one person an office. And what office is he calling the person? A priest 
office. But why is he calling that person a priest of his head? That he may minister unto me. That he may pray. That he may fellowship. That he may relate. That he may serve me. With what? I feel what I'm talking about. So, what he called, the name he called the person, you know, the person was called Aaron. But by the time he was pulled out of, from among Israel, his name changed to become a priest. I guess what I'm talking about. Yes. He said that, bring Aaron out and I'm going to put him as a priest. Just forget about the office. If you're in the office of, of, of a doctor, you are what? A doctor. If you're in the office of a president, you are what? A president. So now he was brought out of Israel as Aaron. But he entered into the structure of God as what? A priest. So that means that if you want to stay in the prayer structure of God, you must identify yourself as a priest. A priest. Because that is where God wants to bring you. The office of the priest. Okay, let me go on. So that we don't, I don't, I don't confuse a lot of us. He said, in, uh, in the priest's office, even Aaron, with Nadab, Abihu, Elijah, and Thema, and uh, that's Aaron's son, these are his children. Move on. And thou shalt make him, thou shalt make holy garment for Aaron thy brother, for glory and for beauty. And thou shalt speak unto all who are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, that they may make Aaron's garment to consecrate him. That he may minister unto me in the priesthood. Remember, anytime he is talking about ministering unto me, he says in the office. So that means that if you are not in that office, you are not permitted to minister to God. Are you, are you following what I'm talking about? You want to stand before God. When you are praying, what are you doing? You are communing with God. You are standing before God. But God in the Old Testament says that you cannot stand before me if you are not in this office. If you are not identified as a priest. You are not permitted to stand before me. So I'm putting up a structure and the person who is going to run this structure must be a priest and be in that office. And he is the one who is going to stand before me and minister. And now what is the job of that priest? He said to minister unto me what does it mean to minister unto God it is to fellowship with God it is to relate with God it is to it is to mingle with God and if you relate with God and you fellowship with God you know what happens now you will know how to bring others to God and you know how to bring God to others oh somebody will hear what I talked about if I am your friend, I know how to invite somebody to you because I know that, oh, he is available at this time, but not this time. By this time, he's here. So if somebody wants to come to him and meet him one on one, I said, I come around 2 p.m. What am I doing? I am bringing somebody, I'm helping somebody to engage him. And if somebody also needs him, I know his schedule, I know his time. And I said, oh, I had a, you've gotten an invite somewhere, maybe a program. So I know how to also bring him what? To the people. Why? Because I have a fellowship. So the idea of God for the office of the priesthood is to raise us or to raise somebody who will know how to one, stand before him. Number two, 
how to bring him to others and how to bring others to him. So, because in prayer, what are you doing? You are bringing God into your situation. And you are bringing your situation before God. So that means that if you are not in the office of a priest, if you have not been raised as a priest, if you have not trained as a priest, you miss it all the time. And that is why a lot of us, we miss when we are in a situation, we don't know how to bring the situation because there is, there is a rule of engagement. There is a technicality. There is a principle. You, you don't see. You don't just get up and say, I have an issue. I'm starting to pray. If you want effectiveness and efficiency in your prayer life, you must understand the office of the priest. So the man that God chose, he said that, that he may minister unto me. So what happened? God trained him. God showed him through Moses what he should do. He should always light up Make sure the fire on the altar doesn't what quench. He said, if you want me to be available in your office, number one, make sure the fire doesn't quench. It's number two, make sure I have given, I have put wisdom into some tailors and seamstress among you. They are going to show a specific garment and make sure before you come to me, you are wearing that garment. So there is a rule to the office. That was, that was even the I, I'm, I'm using this as a template because this is a physical aspect. So even before Moses could, Moses cannot just wear jeans and, and, and top. Listen to me, cannot, and top and just enter the tabernacle and start praying. No. If he was wearing jeans and top, when he gets to the tabernacle, maybe as Moses was going, say, Moses, I have a, Aaron, sorry, Aaron. Aaron, I have a problem. Can you talk to God for me? Before Aaron can talk to God, he must change his jeans and top. And where that which has been produced by the wisdom of God, the garment, before you can stand before God. What am I doing? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to let you know, number one, by this, that there is a certain principle around prayer. That if you get to understand it, your prayer life will be effective. And what do I want to achieve? I want you to have a prayer life that is effective. A lot of us have prayed. A lot of us have prayed. We have prayed to God for something. But the answer doesn't come. And it's not like the answer doesn't care. It's not like God doesn't want to give the answer. The answer is with God. But it's like, Archbishop, please stand over here. It's like he has something over here with him. Hold it here. This is what I need from him. And I want it. And there is a way. If I want it, how should I go? I should go straight. But if I start turning this way and I'm going for what I want from him, what am I doing? I've missed it. So no matter how I need it, I am going anti to the position. So I'm lost. It is not about how I'm going with speed or how, how expectant I am. If you have missed the principle, you've missed it. Thank you. You see, they said that when it comes to direction, speed is not a factor. Because if you are going 100 meters in the wrong direction, you have lost. Imagine we are going on a race, 100 meters. The path is this way. And we say ping. Then you turn and you are going this way. And you arrive first before all the others. No matter your number, your time and your record, you have lost. It doesn't count because you were in the wrong direction. So it matters how you do your prayer. And I'm telling you that if you want your prayer to be effective, start thinking about a priest. And I'm going to show you something. Are you ready to say it? Now let's move on. 
Okay, because of time, move on. Let me show you something. And they shall, so they were talking about his garment, how he should dress, the things he should make available, the things he should make available and everything. And thou shalt take two stones. Yes, move on. And all of that. So God showed him how he should dress so that he can, he can stand before him, which is very, very important. So that, go to verse 20, uh, go to verse, go back to verse 4. He said, and these are the garments which they shall make, a breastplate, an effort, a robe, an embroidered coat, a mint, a girdle. So all of this he listed, and he said that, that he may minister unto me in the office of priest. That means that without this, without this type of presentation in your prayer, there is a way you present yourself to God, and God is available. I don't know i don't know whether whether you are getting me but let me let me break it down you see my, my intention is for you to understand not to go into more revelation because i can go with speed if you have the understanding but what i'm talking about today is number one prayer is a relationship and a fellowship no matter your tongues no matter your whatever you are saying if in the prayer during the time of prayer you your connection with god didn't happen it was just noise you didn't pray that's number one. And number two, I'm telling you that God doesn't just want you to be just want to be talking. When it comes to prayer, there is an office God wants to bring you into. And that office is the office of a priest. And who is a priest? A priest is somebody who prays. But more specifically, a priest is somebody who knows how to bring God to people and to their environment and how to also bring people to God and to his environment so you have a problem a financial problem if you are a priest you will know how to present the problem to God you understand the principles and you realize that the first principle of presenting your financial problem to God is sowing a seed you understand you don't just start Father, Lord, I have a, and you start you can start three days fasting and prayer and the three days fasting and prayer is about your finances and you are praying, you are praying, God money God money, can I tell you something that prayer probably just hit 10% in the presence of God it didn't even reach 50% why? because if you were a priest you understand that the first way to tell God about your finances is to sow a seed because that is the financial principle of prayer are you getting what I'm talking about? So I'm telling you that it is not just about the prayer you are praying. It's about the principles that do you understand what you are doing? Do you understand what you are doing? Do you know what you are doing? Because or, or else we will be like everybody where we are just, you know, you know this is why this is how some of us we are praying. We are just praying, 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 believing that it will hit. So we are start praying. We start praying. We start praying. We start praying. And maybe after about one month, maybe the thing we needed was about should happen in two weeks. But we pray, 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 pray. It happens in about six months after. Yes, it has happened. I see the reason why it happens six months after is because you miss the principles. But maybe on the way, the mercy of God just found you. Because mercy also has a way of making, when mercy is present, principles are lowered. I get what I'm talking about. Yes. But I want to let you understand that 
Prayer is not just talking. Prayer is not just tongue speaking. Prayer is not just there is a song, so I'm starting to pray. Now the question is, do you know what you are doing? Because even Moses, Aaron, as a priest, when the people came to him, or anytime the people come to him with a prayer request, he will have to first understand what the people need. Is it a sin offering? Is it, I mean, a, a, a thanksgiving of, do they want to thank God? Are they trying to, I mean, clear their iniquity? He has to understand the request and upon the request he must know the kind of animal to offer. And in the kind of animal to offer, he must know the kind of fire to set. He must know what to do. Some of them, some of the prayers that the people request, he doesn't need to burn the animal. He just has to wave the animal. It's a wave offering. So imagine the people are coming for, I mean, for forgiveness. That's a sin offering. And according to the principle, sin offering, we don't burn the animal, we wave. And and Aaron is burning the animal. The prayer is not going. Although he has offered. I, I, I get what I'm talking about. So I want you to stop being concerned about the way you pray. Because we, we have come to a point in life where Christians are termed as noise makers. That's why many people don't want to have churches closer to their house. Even you, that you have a church you attend. If there's a church next to your neighbor, it's a church house, and they start praying, sometimes your ears, you start feeling agitated. But yet you have been praying, you have been making noise in somebody's ears. I think what I'm talking about. Because a lot of us don't understand what we are doing about prayer. But you see, there is a principle of prayer. There is a way, and that's why I'm saying that you have to become a priest. God has made you a priest and you have to come into that your position. A priest is someone who is trained to know how to bring God to the environment and the environment to God. He knows how to bring God to people and he knows how to bring people to God. He knows how to bring God into his situation and knows how to bring his situation before God. He knows how to do it and when he does it, it's effective. So you, you the fetish, we cannot threaten him. You see, you see, when you go to the shrine, a fetish place, I've not gone there before, but if you watch movies, you get what I'm talking about. Yes. Before I even tell the way pastor is explaining, it's like he has been there before, I've not. Yes. But you see that, if you've, we've all watched some of movies like that, when you come to the man and he asks you, what do you need? And he said that, I want uh, money rituals. Or, uh, I've seen a certain man, but he's married, but I wanted to change his mind. I hear what I'm talking about. You realize that from the movies, which they depict from what happens, the man may have many things around the shrine, but he may pick one specific thing, maybe a powder. Or maybe the man may give you a ring. The man may give you something. Why? Because he understands the request. And he understands what he has done to make that request become a reality. So he says that when you put on that ring, anytime you meet the man, oh, how are you doing, Mr. John? Just shake with the ring. And the moment the man holds your hand, something has happened. Why? Because you see, he is a trained fetish and he knows how to bring the situation before his God and knows how to bring his God into the situation. So at this moment, the God, the, the, the symbol of the God for that situation is the ring. So he knows that when the ring touches the man, he has brought the God into the situation. And the man
man's mind will change. You are who you are who your mind will change. You are who your mind will change. And, and so that's why, that's why sometimes these worldly people and these fetish, they are so powerful than us. It looks like we, we say we pray, we pray, we pray, but yet the fetish will conquer you. I guess what I'm talking about. We pray, we pray, we pray, we pray. You see, the movies, they always they do it at Bahamas. Because you are praying, the church will conquer the fetish. But I tell you, it is not always so. Yeah. It's not always so. And you are praying, you are praying, you are praying, but yet the fetish is. There was a story of one time a pastor was praying in the church. He was praying. Yeah, he died. As he was praying, now he died. And later somebody said that they they, they killed the pastor. Why he was praying in the church, but yet see, he died. Because the the, the the worldly people, those people who are who are, you see, there are two ways you can be spiritual. You can be spiritual towards God, and you can be spiritual towards the devil. Don't think that anybody who is a fetish is nothing. Oh, I am a child of God. I know who I am. I'm born of God. Your God cannot defeat my God. You lie. There's a principle. There's a principle. You, you don't understand your God. He understands his God. So he can use his God to mellow you. Not your God, but you. Because you are saying that my God is bigger. That one is true, but you are not in your God. So you are not so big. That's why somebody who consults a fetish and you as a Christian sitting in church praying, that person can go for something, come and hide it in his business or under your, your store, and your store will be coming down. Yet you are praying, oh, you are going to a for you are going to, but yet the store is coming down. But his is, his is I mean, growing bigger. Because the, the one behind him, he knows how to what? Consult. A priest is somebody who knows how to consult. You must know how to consult God. It's a consultation. It's not just a talking. It's a consultation. You must know how to present the You must, number one, know your issue. What do I want? Is it money? Okay, how do I come before God? Because, remember, the Bible said, enter his gate with what? So there is a way to enter. You don't enter with, with dancing. You don't enter with noise. You don't enter by saying, oh, hello, God, how are you doing? He said, enter with what? And if you don't enter with dancing, you have not entered. There is a way to enter. And that's why they said that whenever you start praying, you start praying with what? Because that is the way to enter. You don't just thank God, have you forgotten, please? You are starting to pray and say, Father, Father, the last time I told you something, you have not entered because say, enter with what? Thanksgiving. Before the door will open for you to talk to God, you must thank God. He said, pray with all kinds of prayer. With Thanksgiving. Because the Thanksgiving is the introduction. See, you only come to understand when you realize that you are a because God wanted to make you or wants to make you what a priest. Now let's look at let's look at now. Let's see the Exodus 18:6. Let me see if I have I wrote some, something. I don't know why. Exodus 18:6. Let me see if it's no, it's not the media. Look at 8:6 for me. 8:6 for me. I don't know why I wrote something different. Okay, go to first Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I wanted to show you something in there. Over there. Let me let me pick it from here if I missed it. After years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of fasting, after years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am a priest. After years, after years of prayer, 
after year, after year, so fasting. After years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am a prison. Salem, 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 Salem. You can see now. But he are a chosen generation. Now this is now I've moved from Old Testament. I told that in the Old Testament God chose just one group, but the idea of God was to make everybody like that. So now in the New Testament, Peter is reminding us of what God did in the in with the people of Israel to Aaron. That that same structure God did, but this time He separated only Aaron. Now in the New Testament with Jesus, God has made everybody. So he says that, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. See, I am a priest. See, I'm a priest. Every Christian has also been called into the place of a priest. And you see, you, you, you take up your office really when you become a man of prayer. When you learn. It is at that point eh, you begin to also pray for others and they get results. It is at that point others bring their prayer requests to you, pray and they get answers. Why? Because you are a trained man. A priest is somebody who is trained in prayer. A priest is someone who is trained in prayer. Not just someone who prays, but someone who knows how to pray. Have you learned how to pray or you are just praying? Have you learned how to pray or you are just praying? As a matter of fact, you learn how to pray by praying. But you see, you can just pray and refuse to learn how to pray. And do you know how you learn how to pray to become a priest? As you pray and the response comes. You study the mood, the response came. You note it down. How did it come? Because at the beginning, you don't know. You are just trying everything. You are just trying everything. Then you tried one and it hit. You take note of that. You keep on trying for another situation. You tried anything. You take note of that. What are you doing? You are learning the ways of prayer so that you can stand in your position as a priest. After years, after years of prayer, so you pray, you pray to become a priest. You pray, you pray to learn to pray. So if your prayer life or if your prayer is a hit and run prayer, you can never be a priest. And until you become a priest, the fetish priest will conquer you. I get what I'm talking about. The fetish priest is going to conquer you because he knows how to intercept. You see, do you know, do you know, come to think of it, that a demon stopped an angel Daniel prayed for an answer and God said that the first day you prayed I dispatched and a demon stopped the angel no come do you do you know that in the olden days every king had fetish priests you know the bible talks about Moses when Moses came before Pharaoh and he showed his miracle Pharaoh, Pharaoh laughed and said ah I have many other fetish priests here. And he called all of them. He lined them up. He said, show him that Charlie. This thing I've seen it before. He also threw their staff and he turned into serpents. He went there, turned the water into blood. He said, ah, this one. 
I, the last time they did it, I even, I even told this. So he brought them, they picked cups, fetch water. They, they did it and it turned into water. They do it. Moses, Moses do it. <laughs> do you know that you are not the only person that fasts? Do you know that fetish people they fast? Fast now, you see, now we are not bread and upon why we bread, no have power. No, life we now be my God is the God of power. You have to be serious. Things don't happen because you said it, they happen because you know what you have said. I know my, he said, They that know they are God. They shall what? They shall be strong and want. Do! 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 So you do because you know. Do exploit. Your doing will be of exploit because you know, not because you are just doing it. Cast your mind back. The many prayers you have prayed ever since you started praying as a Christian. How many have you had answers? You, you just be fair. Like, how many have you actually that I pray for this? Got an answer. That's why. That's why prayer is not exciting to you, because oh yeah, dear baby, I said oh who so right? So so that's why when you come to church, you are not praying on your own. You don't pray, but you see, if you are praying and you see results, if you are praying, everything comes like your headache and you went to go, you pray, you knew, you lay and it went. This thing comes, your headache. The day cancer will come, you know how to deal with it. When anything comes, academy, you pray and God helped you. You were you were failing, you were failing, and you prayed to God and you saw yourself rising. You see, when your life is like that, and you you will stay in the place of prayer. You will know that my help is not of man, it is in the prayer room. You will know. You will not walk out of there because your prayer will become precious to you because your prayer is has now become your currency. The reason why you are begging, the reason why you think that that man that wants to sleep with you is the one that will help you is because you are, you are not a priest. You don't have a prayer life. You are a hit and run Christian. You are not a praying Christian. Where, where, where do you get your results in life? As a Christian, where do you get your results in life? Oh, I get my results from prayer. Where do you get your results in life? Where do you go? Have you prayed? And you looked around, and here comes the answer embracing you. Have you prayed? And and you you heard God. Have you prayed and you saw the visitation of God in your life? How long have you been a Christian? And how come you have not encountered something like that? The other time, Paul met certain Christians and asked them, Have you heard of the Holy Ghost? They said, No. He said, Ah, who baptized you? And so, well, the baptism we baptized was the type of John. They pour water on that. He said, Aha. Aha. That's why when I teach, you don't understand. That's when I say receive, you are looking at me. And if you have the Holy Ghost, you will jump. <laughs> Amen. I'm bringing my message to a close. We continue next week. But you see, people of God, my interest in this teaching is that a lot of us, or all of us, we will start learning how to pray. When you know how to pray, you pray. And I've said that the reason why, no matter what we say, pray oh, all these prayer schedules with the amount of prayer, you are not even praying. It's because you have. 
you have not seen what prayer can do. You've heard it. You say it as a Christian cliche, as a church word, but you have not experienced. And you see, you cannot deceive yourself with what you have not experienced. You cannot deceive yourself with what you have not experienced. And I want you to begin to start the journey of searching. Because you are going to grow. Your certificate is going to be on a certain table. You are going to be in a certain office. And in that office, at the same time, there will be a fetish place. You see, I've shared this story over here. A certain ritual, a fetish priest, he, he, he got born again. Then, he came to the pastor and he said that, you see, I am from, my father was a fetish priest. And according to the rule, I was supposed to be the next fetish priest. I've been trained. My father took me to training. He took me to the shrine. He showed me concussions. When you mix this and mix this, and you say this, there will be a power manifesting. When you do this and do this, and you speak, it will happen. He showed him. He trained him as a priest. And I'm supposed to be the next priest of my time. But I got saved. And it said that during the time of his training, the father told him something. That Christians, eh, there are only three types of Christians. You should be careful. Don't take your concussions closer to them. Don't take your enchantment closer to them. Because they know who they are. They know what to do. He said, a Christian who prays at midnight, who knows how to pray at night, night and dawn, who prays a lot at night. Number two, a Christian who prays like continuously. He prays continuously. Every day he's praying. Every day. And number three, a Christian whose prayer is like like anytime he's there, he's just speaking in tongues. Like he's just there, he's just praying. Like he's he's in the bus. He just he just comes from, like that kind of time. It's that spontaneous prayer praying Christian. He said those three groups of Christians don't dare them because no matter the enchantment you do, it will not get them. You have to start to pray, and you have to pray as a priest, not somebody who is in the need. Somebody who is in, in need, eh, his prayer is like, hey, hey, that's the prayer of somebody who is in need. And the reason why he's saying all of that is not actually because but because he needs that thing. And he feels that without it, he will be ashamed. So he is connecting to God. But a man who is a priest, when you dare him, he doesn't. You see how sometimes some of these wicked people they do. Into me. Men why me son. Okay. That okay look like it's a whole paragraph. <laughs> it's a whole because because when he enters his room, he knows how to come closer to you. And hit you with the blow without physical. You see, he knows what to do. He knows. He when you know what to do, you don't fight. When you see somebody, and you see the most dangerous. And let me drift a little. The most dangerous fetish priests, eh? fetish priests, are those that when you. I'm not saying go to the show and go and test. <laughs> but those fetish priests, eh? 
who don't have a lot of you say sometimes you go to you say they have now a pot is here now we see here they might be bring a lot of they are not that powerful so as christian eh, those kids are not powerful or sometimes those people are not powerful i'm now come one green oil black oil blue oil then soap me a man handkerchief no more be breathe they are not powerful trust me trust me trust me yeah a powerful man is some because spirits are not substances spirits are not materials spirits are words they are wind he can speak you will not see anything about him there is they will not recommend any oil for you no water but if you say go, you are blessed. I tell you. The other time Elijah told Ahab that take the lead. I'm coming. And Ahab thought he was lying. He said, Go, I'm coming because the rain is coming. And indeed, the rain. He, he sent a message to Ahab and said, Tomorrow by this time. He didn't go to the palace and start. No, he said, Tomorrow by this time. There'll be rain. And the wheat and millet and whatever that now you sell for 10 million dollars now it will be one peswa he just spoke and exactly what he said happened as a powerful man so those pastors that you see them trust me people of God I'm not that grown I've not spent a lot in Christ but at least the little I know they are not powerful they are not because when you pray, God doesn't give you hanky. When you pray, God, God doesn't give you oil. When you pray, God gives you His Spirit. When, when, when Paul gave the people his handkerchief, he didn't give his handkerchief because that was what he was recommending for them. Because the people were many. The people were many. And he couldn't, do, he couldn't attend to all of them. So he said, okay, take this garment and touch everybody. I, I get what I'm talking about. So sometimes some of these tokens are given. Not because, because now a lot of pastors have made it their that is their there is nothing like my mood of ministry. No, no, no. Like for me, dear, maybe your bam will be a meko. Meko nam devema. That is so for meko. So your God is the God of pepper. That means your God is finished. Can you, can you, can you think about it? So that, that, where the best season, the best season, that means, hey, that means your God is limited to pepper. That, 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 that should tell you a certain substance of divination because diviners always need substances. Because my time is up. But, but, but as we go on, I will. Because see, you can pray, be a praying person, and see results in your life without moving around. A lot of we are moving around and we are collecting spirits that are intercepting with the Holy Ghost. Today we are here collecting anki. The next day we are here collecting oil. All because all the only reason he's collecting all of that is because of the prayer he don't pray. He doesn't want to, he doesn't know how to pray. Because you are not a priest. That's why you are going around collecting everything. Today you are here collecting oil. The next day you are collecting hanky. The next day you are here collecting orange. The next day you are collecting this. Why? Why? It's, be, it's because you want to exchange your priesthood for something. You just want it quick, easy, hit and run. 
if you can stay and pray and become a priest. You see that that pepper, what they are recommending the people to do for you in that your priesthood office, you see more than that. You see more than that. You see more than that. May God help us. May God bring us to the reality of priesthood. You are a priest in the office of a priest. When you speak, something will happen. When you command, the devil will obey. When you instruct, things will happen. Just awaken to your priesthood. Awaken to the place of prayer. Learn the act of prayer. Learn the ways of prayer. And engage the altar of God. Because God wants to answer you. God wants to attend to you. Last time I asked a question here. Come to think of it. How many times does God want us to pray before he just gives us money? How many times does God want us to pray before he, he, he does what he wants to do? Whether visa, whether marriage. How many, how long, how long do you think God wants you to pray? Before, didn't he say that he has blessed us? Is it not him that says that before we even think of it, he has answered? Isn't he the same that says he's a loving God, a kind God, a God that gives? If it's a God that gives, what at all does he want from us? That you are, you are moving from here to here to here to here to here just for just what it is. Or for just what a husband. Or for just what a child. You are the problem. Yeah, you are the problem. Look unto Jesus. Stay in his presence and talk to him. He will answer you. He will answer you. He will answer you. He will answer you. If the answer hasn't come, there is a reason. If the answer hasn't come, there is a reason. And he will let you know the reason in the fullness of time. Hallelujah. Are we, are we learning something over here? From today, are we going to do our priesthood? We are going to learn to pray. After years, after years of prayer, can you close your eyes and begin to talk to God? After years, after years of fasting, after years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am a priest. After years, after years of prayer, after years, after years of fasting, after years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am a Salem, 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 Salem. You can see now that I am a priest. There's an anointing here. And the Lord said, I should tell you that whatever request, you have been praying about something for a long time. There's a grace here to bring the answer. Talk to God. Just present it before God. You can see now that I am a priest. After years, after years of prayer, after years.
years after years of fasting. After years, after years of waiting, you can see now that I am a priest. After many years, after a long time of prayer, after many days of waiting on the Lord, after many hours, many minutes and seconds of prayer, you can see now that I am a priest. After years, after years of calling on God, after many hours and many minutes and seconds of waiting in the presence of God, after years, after days of fasting, now I can say that I'm trained oh, to bring God. Salam, 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 salam. You can see now. Oh, something is coming up on somebody. Salam, salam. I see an anointing drop us on somebody. I can see the anointing of priesthood. Of waiting on the Lord. Now I can say that I'm trained. You can see now that I am a priest. I assert my place as a priest. You can see now that I am a priest. You can see that. We believe you have been blessed by the word this day. If you wish to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, kindly say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins and rose again for my justification. 
I receive you this day into my heart and I declare that from today you are the Lord of my life. I surrender all to you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm yours forever. Beloved, if you pray this prayer, then congratulations. You are now born again. To receive more of God's word from this ministry, like and follow Pastor Benjamin Asian on Facebook and YouTube. You can also download and log on to the Audio Rhema app. Search for Pastor Benjamin Asian and enjoy a barrage of spirit-filled messages tailored just for you. God richly bless you.